you know, this is a hero's heart. We become a thermostat where if things get too hot, I'm going to find a way to cool it down. Mm. Or if things get too cool, I'm going to find a way to heat it up. And mm. so it's the issue in relationships is that you're constantly taking on this weight to drive, to direct, mm. to, to, to make to it buffer. easier, to buffer. Mm. And so, so that, was, that was actually pretty important. That was something I was confronted in my life mm. where it's like, don't be a thermostat. Sit down and let the fight happen. Mm. Don't, don't <laughs> stop the fight. Just let it happen. Find the hero, Eddie's story. So this is a very interesting topic for me, and I'm curious as to what you had in mind when you came up with it. So I'm, I'm ready for this one. I I want to speak to that internal identity that says, you know what, I have to give. Um, I have a heart to give. Mm-hmm. I have a heart to serve. You know, and and I want to pour out my life as an offering for others. And I think that that happens at different levels for different people. You know, for some people, it's pouring out my life for my family. You know, for some people, it's the actual job that I choose to work in. I'm a nurse. I'm a doctor. You know, um, uh, I'm a therapist, like, which is me. Yeah. Um, And for some people, it's like a, a ministry, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's like a mission, a call. I'm going to pour out my life, you know, for people. Um, and I, I wanted to speak to that because that gets in the way. Okay. And, and there are specific details in how that hero mindset is built that gets in the way of you being truly who you're meant to be. And it creates a block uh, that enables God to speak and tell you his preferences for what he actually wants. Right. So so in this podcast, I want to speak to those individuals that have for years taken care of their families, Mm -hmm. for years taking care of their spouse, their kids, poured out their life as an offering. I want to speak specifically as well to men, men Mm -hmm. who have a mandate to cover, a mandate to take care of, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh uh, the family and take care of people that they're connected to. Um, and, and, uh, and in this, this time, I, I want to dismantle um, the humanness, the, the, the fluff, the okay. stuff that gets in the way um, that we misinterpret as being a hero, mm-hmm. but actually what it really is, is weakness. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. Cause I mean, you know, wanting to help people in and of itself, that's not a bad thing. Right. right. But are you, I guess what I'm hearing from you is that Jews, perhaps alluding to there sometimes being level, a level of imbalance that could come with having a hero complex, mm-hmm. right? Where sometimes I guess you could immerse yourself in more than what you should. Correct. Right. Uh, and perhaps you immerse yourself in more than what you should in one area, but then you're compromising other areas. Mm-hmm. So this is, again, a topic about how one begins to defy themselves. Right. Right. And to defy the hero complex, to defy sometimes the thing inside of you that drives you. Right. But I guess the question for me is always how to what extent is that thing regulated by God? Right. Mm Because it's very easy sometimes. Right. For the things that are very obviously off and wrong for us to say, "Mm, okay, you don't do that. But sometimes the things that we perceive as good. 
we can sometimes do those things in excess. Mm -hmm. But even then, we may not see that we're causing a violation mm -hmm. because you are doing it in excess. You are doing it more than you should mm -hmm. to the detriment of other things. Sure, sure. Yeah, so this, this, is, this is my story. This, is, um, this isn't just an admonition um, to others, but I actually want to walk through me uh, and, and actually use myself as an example of this because I have... I've I've been the one. I mean, like mm -hmm. I've from early on, you know, took on um the responsibility um to take care of others. Mm -hmm. Uh I think um I think, you know, just as far as my context and history and the way the way that my life has informed my hero mindset mm -hmm. is is a couple of things. I mean, one, um, I'm a good guy. You know, I grew yes, up just <laughs> I think right? No, you are. I mean your All sister right. I mean yeah. I'm your wife, so I'm completely biased, but <laughs> even being objective, no, you are a good guy. Right. 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 Even you mm -hmm. I mean your sister, I think a lot of people would say that about you that you are a good guy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> so look, I, I mean, you know, look, I grew up like just, just not really um, going with the, with the, uh, with the flow of mm -hmm. masculinity and machoism and, oh, men have to be this high and separate thing. It's, I, you know, in, in me, it was always this thing that I was, I was settled and, and, and pleased, you know, to take care of others and to lead others as a good leader. Um, uh, so I did that with my family. I did that with my siblings. I took on roles, you know, in my high school. I led organizations. I started Bible studies, all with this core intent that I will take care of. I mean, I remember early on, even my original thoughts about what I wanted to do um, was to be a doctor. You know, I wanted to be a doctor. I volunteered hours at at a geriatric center, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so because it's like I wanted to and, and that's what I thought I want to take care of other people, mm -hmm. you know, so so here's I think um, I think where it starts to and where I started to realize that this is getting in the way um, is that um, is that at the at the core of my desire to take care of other people, my core desire to be a doctor, for example, mm -hmm was actually it it never came from this thing of my this altruistic you know all about them nothing for me yeah it came from a place of you know i want to be received mm. therefore i will serve right? so you wanted other people to validate you right through your service correct okay and i think i think an important an important distinction to make is oftentimes a person becomes a hero because Deep down in the heart, they want they want to be rescued. Oh, okay. Right. Well, they want to be rescued. They want to belong. They want somebody to say that you're mine, and I'm going to cover you, and I'm going to take care of you. You know. So, so I I, I ended up going through a series of of relationships and series of of just interactions where I kept coming across people that just wouldn't take care of me. Mm. You know, um, mentors that I had that that really let me down. Mm -hmm. um, uh, men who would come into my life and speak into my potential, but never give me permission to live it. Mm. Right. So so 
the the challenge of a hero and and living solely based on this thing of maybe if i pour out enough i will be received mm. enough maybe if mm. i go far enough i'll find a tribe that belongs to me maybe if i mm. if i just love harder mm. you know um uh then i can be settled then mm. i can be comfortable okay. in in that space and i think that's that's a very important mm. distinction that um that just needs to uh be scanned in the hearts mm-hmm. of the hero mm. you know um and specifically it's this isn't survivable if if that's the sole space you know that that you're going after it's not sustainable mm-hmm. as a man leading a home it's not enough you know, to come home and say, I'm going to love you and lead you, but I need you to love me in order for me to do it. Hmm. Or perhaps it's not sustainable to the extent that you just keep doing it, right? With the hope that somebody someday will turn around and say, hey, you're worth it. I love you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, I mean, I'm just imagining what if it just takes that long for anybody to say, hey, I love you. Right. So what does that mean? That are you going to potentially just work yourself into the ground, mm-hmm. you know, to get there. And I mean, the other thing is because sometimes we seek for people to fill spaces in us that are only God is meant to fill. Right. Right. So I'm just imagining that, you know, you know, you give and, you, you know, somebody gives some, but in your mind, it's not enough. Right. Then what you keep giving, um, I just feel, I mean, obviously something that can end up creating very unhealthy relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because one, you put in pressure on yourself and then you put in pressure on the p- other people that you're serving right. to say, hey, well, but I really need you to recognize me. Yes. Even if the other person recognizes you, it may never be enough for you. Right. Because I don't think it's actually about the other person. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really about you. It's an issue about you. Correct. And it's an issue of seeking in people what only God can fulfill. Mm-hmm. So that that for me that was it. That was the the main journey that I found myself on. I realized that I was stuck because I wouldn't I wasn't I wasn't able to really receive what it meant to be a son in God. Right? I didn't understand the issue of sonship and mm-hmm. I didn't understand my right as a son in him, right? And and now I'm realizing my entire my entire spiritual effort is to refine this process of sonship, mm-hmm. is to go deeper into the sonship because I am accepted, I am received. Mm. I needed my human mind to catch up with that. Mm. And in order to do that, I had to defy my history. Mm. I wanted to be a doctor because my father was a doctor yeah. and he walked out of my life a long time ago, mm. right? I wanted to take care of my mom because you know my mom had nobody else. Mm. You know I had to lead. I'm, so I'm carrying these inappropriate... Um, uh, burdens, but what I was really looking for is sonship. Yeah. What I was looking for is, is is what the rights of sonship means, which is that I am His mm. and I actually belong mm. to God, and that He is orchestrating, coordinating my life in a way that is pleasing to Him. Even mm. the mistakes that I'm yeah. making are things that He's orchestrating to work together for my good because mm. I love Him yeah. and I'm called. And He loves purposes. you and because He loves, he loves you. Right. So yeah. your mistakes are not catching him off guard. Right. Um, even your mistakes, there are lessons there that, you know, he can use to mm-hmm. uplift you. Right. To help you 
get to that place where you can finally accept that you are a son. Correct. I mean, the thing that I'm curious about is at what point, it's like, what was the bottom for you? Right. Because mm-hmm. it's how you've lived your life. And, you know, and, and I mean, I like the fact that you did take it all the way back to your father. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we're talking about sonship, being connected to God, but we're also talking about sonship as a thing that your earthly father never, that was like the identity that he never gave you. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So the seat of it in some ways perhaps started right there for you. Right. The fact that your father, you were not good enough for your father. Right. In a sense, right. You were not good enough to keep him. Right. Uh, yes. And he was a doctor. So yes, fine. You figured, hey, you know, if I can aspire to being like him, you know, with the hopes that, you know, in being like him, he'll turn around and say, hey, son, I'm proud of you. You know, I validate you. I accept you. Mm-hmm. But of course, that didn't happen. So now my question is, um, when, when, when was the bottom for you? When was the moment of realization mm. that there's something that's off, right? We love doctors. We love people that serve and we do need them. Uh, but as I say, the only thing is that we don't often acknowledge how sometimes we can serve from the wrong place and end up pushing and running ourselves into the ground. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. How do you, do, what was your bottom? Yeah, I think uh, two, two stories I definitely want to share from that. Um, in college, I was super busy. I, had, um, I, I worked for a bank. I also worked for um, an organization in the school. So I had two jobs. I also volunteered full time in a, in a ministry where I lived in a home with, with boys removed from foster care system. So I did that when I went home. And I also led two Bible studies. I led a Bible study at my church. Jeez. And I led um, a Bible study group at my at my university campus, mm. right? So so here I am pouring myself out, juggling all these balls, doing as much as I can mm. to serve and to lead and to give. And so one day I, I actually I was supposed to go teach. I couldn't think of anything to tell these people. I'm looking at nothing like mm. empty. So I went out to to a field at uh, uh, my university. I'm just it's dark. I'm praying. It's just me in the moonlight, and and I'm and I'm like God. You know, this is I'm doing this for you. Like I'm giving you everything I have, hmm. and 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 I and I can't think. I can't even figure out what to tell these people. Like like this isn't right. You need to like and I'm and I'm begging God. You hmm. got to tell me what to teach these people. And just in that moment. In that moment, I felt God saying, I'd rather you lose everything if I could gain your heart. Mm. Right? Because, wait, because you are doing to God what you've done to everybody else all your life. Right. Because in your mind, you figured that you were going to gain acceptance and validation from God by serving him. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you talk about giving, 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 giving. Mm -hmm. And even now, when you go before him, you are negotiating from the same place that, wait, look, look at all I've done for you. I've served, served, served. So on this basis, well, why can't you just help me out in this moment? Mm -hmm. You know, why can't you just acknowledge me in this moment? Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. So that that was very significant uh, moment where I started to understand that this specific issue of sonship. I think I think the thing that took me over the top is I found uh finally good mentorship and good mm-hmm. leader uh in my life and um in in a moment of struggling with my own insecurities and in my own potential and and just trying to overcome things that I was hitting a wall on. Mm-hmm. Um I was having a conversation with 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 my mentor, one of the, one of the mentors there and and uh and his question was like, "Well, why? Why Eddie do you think you deserve to to be free?" 
Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, God, God would want that. Okay, well, why would God want that? Mm. Well, because, you know, I, you know, it's, it's just the right thing to do. Well, why is it the right thing to do? Mm. And, and, and so he kept saying this why question until finally I'm like, what do you want from me, man? Mm. I mean, like, I just, it's just right to be, you know, free. And his thing is like, you know what, what I'm realizing is that in no point in this conversation are you realizing that, that your freedom is a right of yours because mm. you're his and he's yours. Right, that you mm. you everything you're saying is this thing that you have to earn something mm. is is this thing that it's all based out of action and deed and effort yeah. and and you have to realize that sonship has nothing to do with that. Mm. Sonship is something that you're born into. Mm-hmm. You don't even deserve it. It's yours. Yeah. Look, I can I can have an entire like podcast just on this sonship issue, mm-hmm. and I'm still working out on the details yeah. of of what some of that is. I know though that I am living it. Yeah. Right. I know and that is still an, working it out. An active, yeah. interactive thing that 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 I'm actually realizing in my life. Mm. But that is crucial to breaking this mindset of false heroism, mm. right? To realize that heroism isn't, your 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 caring for people is not based in an acceptance or a need mm-hmm. for that. It's based in something much, much bigger, um, which which I, I want to touch base on, mm. on what that is in a second. Yeah, so I think for me then, if I'm listening, then at this point, the thought, you know, for all of us, because we say sonship, but it's really, and it's not just a son thing. It's a, you know, a daughter thing, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously yeah. you're saying sonship from you, but, but it's, it's a daughter thing. It's a, it's a thing of, you know, belonging. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, so for those of us who serve, I, I, the question I'll ask myself is that, okay, well, let me look at why exactly I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. Why exa- what exactly am I looking for? It's not wrong to serve, in in and of itself, but sometimes we're just doing it from the wrong place. Mm-hmm. We're doing it because we're chasing other things, mm-hmm. right? It's a good thing, so it's easy to almost ignore it because oh yeah, you know I'm doing a good thing. But I mean, I think for me at this moment, be like okay, well wait, when I do the things that I do, when I spin my wheels and you know do this and that and that, am I perhaps doing that because I'm seeking acceptance? Mm. You know, so I think for me that's again to defy self and to begin to break these patterns then it is very important that we all become introspective. Mm -hmm. You know, we pray, we take the moments to just really very honestly analyze ourselves, Mm -hmm. to allow God to help us to see our true selves. Right. You know, because unless we really see where we're at, Mm -hmm. you know, we miss the opportunity of, you know, moving from where we're at to the next place and to the next place. Mm -hmm. So consciousness and self-awareness is a very important thing. Correct. All right. So... So so good. Let me so let's let's assume that we've we've dealt with the issue of acceptance, mm-hmm. right? That that my service is no longer going to be based out of um out of my need for people to see. Mm-hmm. Right? My my need for people to receive me or or for me to be rescued or belong to something. Let's say that that's been situated. Okay. So so what do you do now with your with your um with your big heart? Mm-hmm. You know, because that is that is something that is given to you. Yeah. And and for those of you who are heroes, you're built that way and mm-hmm. you're meant to be that way. But but here's the key thing that that I'm learning on how to how to use my my big heart. Mm-hmm. I I have to be focused on just doing what God wants. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just do what God wants. I think a 
a, a beautiful image of this is um, Jesus at the pool of Bathsheba. Beth, uh, oh, Beth, Bathsheba? I'm pretty sure it's the pool of Bathsheba. Bethesda. I thought it was Bethesda. Really? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll figure that out. I mean, um, that's Bethesda. Some, he's at some swimming pool. All right. I'm, playing, I'm pretty sure it was a swimming pool. It's Bethesda. So, but what's what's amazing about it is that he um, he walks in, he he heals one guy, and and they give you a backstory that uh, often lame people lie around this pool until an angel comes down and stirs the water, and the first person in the pool becomes healed. Right. Mm-hmm. So 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 we can assume that there are many many people there mm-hmm. waiting for an angel. Well, to yeah, come I mean there were many people. Yeah, like in the Bible, that's what it says, and it is the pool of Bethesda. Bethesda. <laughs> there it is. Pool Bethesda, guys. Bathsheba is the the woman that David... I'm pretty sure there's a pool of Bathsheba, too. I'm just saying. All right. Or maybe a gate. I think there might be a gate after her. But she, yeah. Right. <laughs> I think so, <laughs> Anyways. So, so I think what's amazing is that um, Jesus, Jesus kind of comes in there, tiptoes over a whole bunch of sick people, heals one guy, Says a couple things to him and then tiptoes his way back out of the room <laughs> and then and then like just leaves. I'm just saying that that and then if you read on later in that story, you start to learn the technology behind why he does that. You know, um, he's later confronted about why you're healing on on the Sabbath and and the, his response is, "I only do what I see my Father mm. in heaven do." Yeah. So this this issue of yeah, I have capacity to do all things. Yeah. But the thing, the, the thing that prompts my heroism, the thing that prompts me is what I see. Mm. Just do what God wants. Mm-hmm. Because I think, um, and I'll, I'll speak as a therapist, I think sometimes our desire to just want to heal mm-hmm. all things gets in the way. Yeah, and to fix all the problems. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because, because oftentimes, God doesn't want me to fix all the problems, mm-hmm. right? Um, oftentimes, I come in and it's like, I would love to love on you right now, but but right now my sense is that I need to beat you a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. I'm I'm actually writing an article called like where I'm going to fail as a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, okay. And what so that sounds that, like a, a, an altogether interesting topic. Right. Yeah. There's another an, one of the things podcast. that that I'm I'm highlighting in there is the fact that um, I'm not I'm not really necessarily interested in being nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, okay. I want to. I want to be right. Yes. I want to do the right thing for you, and yes. sometimes that means ignoring you. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes that means saying yes. no, mm-hmm. even though you're at your last leg. Yeah. Right. And and so being right, it 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 relies on me knowing what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then me doing what I mirroring what I do. Yeah. What you, yeah. you know, what I'm not saying be staying like don't don't be nice to people or yeah, stop yeah. caring or make your heart smaller. No, 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 no. That is that you're going the wrong way if you're going that way. Mm. But what I am saying is that that God has an idea. He has preferences. Yeah. And so that when we take that and apply it to our big um heart to to serve, we end up doing pretty amazing things yeah. because I can in my work, I it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. I realize that ignoring you this week produces the same results that it would take you know, if I if I was nice to you for ten weeks, mm. you know. Yeah. But the key thing is that I I'm it's it's this thing where I will be able to serve and interact with people the way that that they need. 
not the way that I need anymore because I've mm-hmm. resolved that. It's not mm-hmm. about me anymore. Yeah. It's not about meeting my need. Mm-hmm. I'm going to interact with you the way that you need. Mm-hmm. That will give, put you on a trajectory to find him yeah. and to figure yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's mm-hmm. the key thing. I mean, that, that I want to say as far as like how once you've regulated your need to be rescued, the next thing is don't be nice. Just be right. Mm. Yeah. And I think the other thing. Uh, so we could perceive that you know what the person needs. Mm-hmm. But I think for me that the, the thing is, remember, you are not God. You don't actually really know what the other person needs. You don't really know the full configuration of their lives. Correct. And how certain actions will react with other things in their lives to cause their life to shift one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, only God knows that. Mm-hmm. So for me, yes, like you're saying, it's a shortcut. There is something powerful about, okay, um, all right, so today at session number five, I sort of see the same things happening, same conversation. Okay, God, what needs to be done? What right. needs to be said? Right. Do I just sit back, mm-hmm. relax, let it fall apart? Mm-hmm. Or is there something specific that I need to say? Right. And for me, quite frankly, that's something that applies to all of life. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's a question of how do you interact with life? How mm-hmm. do you insert yourself into life? Right. Whether helping or whatever, but as a resource, right? How do you insert yourself into living as a resource? So as a parent, how do I insert myself as a resource for my kids? Am I going to just sort of like be moving by my own ideas of what, you know, I want and what I figure Mason needs at this moment in time, uh, Mason being my oldest, or is it possible that by just leaning back and saying, okay, God, this situation looks the same. It looks like the same old meltdown, but do I need to do something different in this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, you know, I've seen that work where it's where, where, where I've seen myself stop and inquired and then new ideas come mm-hmm. and then we implement new ideas. And all of a sudden the situation that's sort of been going one way, at least for that moment you know, begins to turn differently. So for me, it's not even just a thing of therapist. It's a thing of you are a resource, right? right? As long as you are alive, you are a resource to somebody. You are a resource for some situation, right? And I think the minute we accept that and then say, okay, well, if I am a resource for somebody and for some situation, how do I truly become a resource and not a, a, a deterrent? Because right. sometimes in our good intentions, we can actually be very counterproductive for what God wants to do in somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you're trying to help somebody, but actually you're standing in the door. God is just like, man, if if you could just move. Correct. <laughs> you and your good deeds. I'm yeah. trying to get to this person. <laughs> <laughs> but if you and your good deeds could just chill yeah. and let me through, because I'm going to deal with this person in a way that maybe you haven't even seen before. But I want to use you and my using you in this situation because you're connected to this person is I want you to shut up. Correct. And just pray. Correct. And that's all I want you to do. Yeah. Right? Other times it's different things. Mm -hmm. But it's that whole thing of what does God want? Mm -hmm. And then instead of that, then we can learn to be nuanced and truly be a resource. Correct. Right? In situations. And and if I could say that, like we you have we have to also realize that our we can't if, if we love people inside of what God's preferences are, like, then we put a pause on our human, like, container of mm-hmm. what we can express in love. 
You know, if I if I can love you as my wife, not emotionally, you know, not like in my own container of of what I've experienced love, and I can say actually I'm going to love you based on what what I receive from God. Mm-hmm. Like it changes everything. Mm-hmm. It changes everything. My my capacity to love you expands. Mm-hmm. My ability to to um to be patient and to go the distance as far as just just being um uh there for you, mm-hmm. uh being aware of you, knowing how to respond to your actual needs. I mean, when we're when we um put a pause on our human understanding of love and yeah. service, yeah. and then we start actually doing what God says, mm. we're able to do so much more. Yeah. Right? Because then it's not just I'm gonna stop for everyone, you know, uh I'm I'm just gonna love everybody, but then God can say, Hey, I want you to stop here and help this person on the side of the road, you know, mm-hmm. or actually want you to have grace where everybody's given up on this person, mm-hmm. you know? So, so we're so limited mm-hmm. in what we can express in our love. I think when we just stop trying to do our human thing and tap into what his grace gives us, mm-hmm. um, we can do so much more. Yeah. We could do so much more. I mean, I was going to say a pretty and even more effective example for people inclined to help mm-hmm. is, or I might want you to walk past the person who true. looks like they need help. True, true. Because that's something that's very hard, right? Yeah. When you have a hero, you know, complex, yeah. that's very difficult. Right. To just, to not touch things. Mm-hmm. Because your thing is, oh, wait, pull up Bethesda. There's a hundred people to heal. Oh, I, I want to heal everybody. Mm-hmm. And God is like, no, you're not healing everybody. Right. You're healing one person. Yeah. Right. So that's really the challenge is that can we hear God and restrict ourselves to doing Correct. only what he wants us Correct. to do versus trying to save the whole world? Correct. Yeah. What we get in trouble with is that we become thermostats. You know, this is a hero's heart. We become a thermostat where if things get too hot, I'm going to find a way to cool it down. Or if things get too cool, I'm going to find a way to heat it up. And mm. so it's the issue in relationships is that you're constantly taking on this weight to drive, to direct, mm. to, to, to make to it buffer. easier, to buffer. Mm. And so, so that, was, that was actually pretty important. That was something I was confronted in my life mm. where it's like, don't be a thermostat. Sit down and let the fight happen. Mm. Don't, don't <laughs> stop the fight. Just let it happen. Sit down and watch it, swallow uh, it, and then walk away. You know, it's like, yeah. so that was a very important thing that I had to walk through was like, no, don't control the temperature. Mm. Let it go. Or oh, for some of us that do not be part of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your story's coming next, okay? So, no. <laughs> do not be part of the fight. Walk away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, so I mean, look, that's 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 uh, defying the hero, yeah. and that's that's my story, and and honestly, something I'm still walking through and mm. and realizing every day. Yeah. As a final question, and I mean, I guess you've sort of answered it somehow, but what would you say is the one thing that you have been delivered from by finally realizing this truth and understanding that you're a son, and that. It, you know, your heart to give is definitely a gift, but it's a gift that's subjected to God. Like, what are some of like you know, you know, easy example of wow, I breathe better, better now because of this. Mm-hmm. Is is there something? You know, I guess one of the um, uh, uh, I guess one of the big things for me is um, I'm able to 
and this might sound like really small, um, but it's really significant for me. I'm able to care to not carry so much, mm. you know, in the day because um, you 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 end up going through life. You see all these things. You want to do something about it. But you remember what's behind it, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's really a need to feel accepted. So you also end up caring so much of what are people thinking mm-hmm. and what what are how was I perceived in this conversation? How was I perceived in this issue? Mm-hmm. And and was there something else I could have done to yeah. be perceived differently? Okay. You know, so I think I think at the end of the day, I don't have to carry that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have to care about men's opinions of me. Yeah. You know, it's like so so that's something that has changed a lot. You know, mm-hmm. uh as far as just at the end of the day, I feel a lot more lighter. Okay. But also when navigating these hard things, and we're talking about defining yourself because we're 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 going to navigate hard things. We're going to start businesses. We're going to start relationships that are difficult. Mm. We're going to take risk. And starting some of that stuff, my fear of man is gone. Mm. I'm no longer needing that approval from men. And because of that, I can go a lot harder and a lot more mm. and be more resilient mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter what the next mm. CEO thinks of me. Yeah. Right. So, so that's, that for me is a big thing mm. that I've, I've taken. So, I mean, we're definitely having a lot of fun having these conversations. And we hope that these conversations are really useful to you. Um, So please go to defyself.com. And there you'll find the um, transcripts of the conversations you're having. And please leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Hear your thoughts. um, Shoot us some questions. Because when we receive your questions and your thoughts, that's going to help to keep the conversation going. And we definitely appreciate that.